0: Well, happy new year, Chase Oaks. It is so good to be with you, wherever you're watching from. I, I pray that this year is off to a good start. If you've got some spiritual goals, to so maybe start going back to church, or are crushing it already. I just want to say good kudos to you on that. Uh, I, I think at the beginning of a year, we're supposed to say, "This is your year," you know, like that's supposed to be like the mantra. Uh, I think I said that in 2020 and then it just wasn't anybody's year or there was a few people, but we don't like those people. And so, um, nevertheless, you know, it was like 2021. I was like, Oh, it's going to be all right. And then 2022, like, if you're in finance, it was not your year. And so, so now you, you kind of go, man, what, what should be our posture to kind of kick off a brand new year? Should we be positive? Should we be realist? Should we like what, what should, what exactly should, should we, Should we do? And I'm I'm kind of one of those people, there's going to be so many things that happen this year that are completely out of our control. But there's a lot of things that are well within our control. So what would it look like for us to go, let's look at our faith, let's look at our lives, let's look at our relationships and go, why don't we control what we can control because here's what i've discovered i've got one foot in corporate america and i got one foot in in ministry and i I get to do both um on on a frequent basis and and here's what i've discovered about about a lot of people and and, and it's this phrase and when it comes to the most important areas of our life there's levels to this thing right i mean like have you ever just met a person that was just next level like you thought you knew somebody to have money but then you met that one person and you were like There's levels to this thing like like a lot of us are experiencing this at the gym right now because we're kicking off the year. We're like, this feels great. I came here. That was the goal was to just be here like I am happy that I made it to the gym. And then you see that person that has no New Year's resolutions to be here because they did that five years ago. And you're like, there are clearly levels to this thing. I, I started running like, you know, half a mile. I feel good about my half a mile. Okay. Don't judge me about my half a mile. But then you tell an actual runner that they're wearing hokas and new balances. I got on Nikes and I feel great about that. And they're like, Hey, bruh, half a mile ain't really like, that ain't really a run. I go, you, You need to stop being judgmental and just be happy for me that I'm even that I'm even doing any kind of exercise. There's clearly levels to this thing. And and one of the things I realized, that's the difference between people that get so much out of their life and people that don't. is Well, some people have decided that they're going to live at a level where they're just coasting. There's checking boxes. They're going through the motions. They have jobs they tolerate. They have relationships that they tolerate. And even their relationship with God is just kind of, hmm. It's just standard. It's just status quo. Um, that's actually why I, I wrote a book that came out in December called Leveling Up, 12 Questions to Elevate Your Personal and Professional Development. Uh, there's a QR code. You can scan it if you want to pick it up on Amazon or whatnot. It was one of the number one books on business in, on Amazon. It was number two on the Wall Street Journal. It was a fun, fun December. And uh, it's this idea that if, if we're asking the right questions, I think we have a chance to take our life and career to the next level. I've learned that questions can serve people better than answers. Because if you're asking the right questions, well, then I think you can put yourself in a position to lead yourself well when no one else Is around, And so uh, here's what I like to do today. I don't want to take you through my book. Okay, you go get the book. Hey, that's great. But here's what I want to do. I want us to look at four questions that I believe if you and I are asking these four questions this year, I think our faith is going to go to a whole new level. And these aren't questions that come from my book. These are four questions that come from Jesus. Jesus asked over 138 questions in the Gospels. I like to say Jesus has all of the answers, but Jesus also has all of the questions. He asked some phenomenal questions. and I just want to look at four, four very, very important questions. If you write these questions down, I believe they have the ability to shape your year. Dare I say, take your year to a whole nother level, regardless of what happens in politics, regardless of what happens in the economy, regardless if interest rates go up or down. I promise you, you can have a next level year if you're asking these questions. And the first question is found in Matthew 5, verse 47. He says, if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? If you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? This is a question that stems from what scholars refer to as the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus is trying to teach his listeners and his followers the way of that he thinks that they should live. And... This is a moment where Jesus lays out the structure of what it means to follow him and he says some things that are absolutely ludicrous. He not only wants us to begin to love our neighbor, he goes, hey, let's up the ante. Let's take things to another level for just a minute. Anybody can love their neighbor, but I want you to love your enemy. Matthew 5.43 says, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. You were taught like you have heard it said like in this day and age, Jews were taught. Hey, it's okay for you to love those like you. But anybody that's not like you hate them. Anybody that's not on our side. Yes, they are our enemy taught by religious people. To hate anybody not like them. Jesus goes, hey, I I get what you have been taught, but we got a new school here. And I want to take things to another level. I I want you to love your enemies and the people that are against you. Now, mind you, they're under Roman persecution at this time. Yeah, those people, that that government, I can't stand. Yeah, those people. I want you to pray for them. To which if any of us were in that audience, we'd go, Jesus, are you out of your mind? Do you know what they've done? Do you know who who they are? And you would think, well, it's not like that in 2023. I think it's worse. Because we're not only taught to hate our enemies or cancel our enemies. We're taught to always have one. Isn't that true? It's like we're given new enemies all the time. And and if you find yourself working in a toxic environment, they will create enemies for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you believe the boss? I can't believe. And all of a sudden, we're making enemies out of friends. Sometimes you can make an enemy out of a spouse. Sometimes you can make an enemy out of a a parent. And we can find ourselves in some very, very interesting situations with someone that is opposed against us. To which Jesus' question is going, (laughs) come on, it's easy to be kind to your kind. Do you want to know who I respect so much? Do you want to know who it's so easy for me to show love to people with new sneakers okay listen I am 10 percent kinder to people with fresh fresh kicks I don't know why like but if you got fresh kicks all of a sudden I just come alive you're a complete stranger we could be at the airport we could be at the mall doesn't matter where we're at if you got on some fresh nikes I'm like hey that's my guy right like like to which Jesus is going of course it is of course it's easy for you to love people that love what you love and see the world the way that you see the world. To which, hey, even if you're not a Christian, I love Jesus' question because he's just going, Do you really want to be like everybody else? Like, do you, is, is that your plan for 2023? Hey, let's just be like everybody else. Jesus is going, hey, if you want to be different. <laughs> well, look at those people that you're against. And show them love. Look at the people that have talked about you and criticized you. You know what you should do for them? You should pray for them. Because it's if we're not careful, ladies and gentlemen, we will be conditioned to just be like everybody else. I believe that in 2023, you and I will be tempted to have polarizing conversations. And I I believe that we all have things that we'll die for we have things that we'll defend and we have things that we will discuss And any one of our conversations can fall into one of these three categories how many conversations have we had where somebody felt like they had to die on a hill and i just have to wonder if in 2023 if we can't move some of these conversations out of the die for category Into the disgust category. Like some of my friends are consistently on Facebook dying on hills and I just want to pull them to the side and just ask a couple questions. The first one would be, aren't you a little tired? And number two, can we just get coffee and talk about it? Like it's just, like at what point did we want to sever our relationships because that's what we're taught to do. To which Jesus would go, it's easy to cut somebody off. But if, if you want to be like everybody else, well, yeah, then, yeah, do what everybody else does. But if you want to be different, well, you should try loving your enemies and praying for those who persecute you. Now, here's the deal. If, if, if you haven't been a Christian that long, you might hear, pray for those who persecute you. You might be thinking to yourself, Ryan, I barely pray for people I like, let alone them. Like, why in the world would I add them to the list? It's just, but i think jesus is genius i think he's brilliant it's like hey if you don't if you don't want to be like everybody else you start praying for those people that are against you and, and just watch not how much cause here's what's interesting you start praying for people that are against you you start praying for people that have hurt you you start praying for people that you see as an enemy but the funny thing about that, like, think about that for a minute. You, you're thinking about this boss that you can't stand and they can't send you. And you're going, God, I just pray that they would be blessed. And, you know, you're kind of fumbling through it at first. But, you know, you, 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 it's like riding a bike. You know, you start to get the hang of it. You go, Lord, just, I don't know if they have a relationship with you or not. But would you just reveal yourself to them? Would you give them a divine appointment? Would you just let them know that you're real? Would you grab their... Attention and tell them how awesome I am, and make sure that they consider me for a promotion. But here's what's interesting when we're praying for others and showing love to our enemies, we think, well, it's doing something for them. But the longer you pray for those who persecute you, and the longer you love your enemies, the more it begins to change you. What are you doing more? than others if you only greet your brothers i don't know about you but i don't want my 2023 to be like everybody else's i'm actually trying to be different and i believe jesus invites us to do that the second question that i think is vitally important if we want to take our 2023 to another level is question number two is found in matthew 6 verse 27 says, who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? He's just going, hey, here's the deal. I realize that all of us have this really, really bad habit. And that habit is worrying. like it's almost second nature for us. And here comes Jesus. He's going, hey, I get that you got this thing, but. Is it actually adding any value to your life? Like, even if you're not a Christian, you gotta, you got you to gotta admit, Jesus has a point. Like, I've met with a lot of people in my life. I have never met one person that says, you know what, Ryan, I've got a plan. <laughs> I've got a really great plan. You know what I'm going to do for this year? It's going to be amazing. I'm going to worry more. If I just worry just a little bit more, things are going to start to grow. If we just get our worry up a little bit, like, I've, I've, it's, it's just not... It's not a great plan. James Clear, he, he says it this way. Your current habits are perfectly designed to deliver your current results. Your current habits are perfectly designed to deliver your current results. And, and at some point we have to pause and go, what has worry done for us lately? Because if you and I aren't careful, what we will find happening is that worry could easily characterize our year. And we can just find ourselves with this very, very long list of things to worry about. Have you ever thought about your worry list? Have you ever thought about literally the list of things that exist that there is to worry about? Like, let's just put our list together uh, for for this weekend. I think one of the number one things that I find on people's worry lists is relationship status. And, And every single relationship status has its own set of worries. I know single and engaged people who worry all the time. Maybe I'm going to be single for, for a lot longer than I want to be. Or maybe they're dating somebody or they're engaged to somebody and they're worried that the other person's crazy. They could be the person that is crazy. There's lots of worry that could go back and forth. Somebody's clapping. I I don't, I don't know if you're here with the your person you're dating, but that's going to be interesting after service. Um... I mean, you could be married and and just be worried about if you're going to make it. You could be divorced and going, "Am I ever going to get remarried?" I mean, there's, you could be widowed and going, "Man, is am I always going to worry that nobody's going to want to come and and partner with me in life?" I mean, there's just there could be a lot of worry there. I mean, what else is on our worry list? Money. I mean, 2022 was, if you got any investments, man, it, it wasn't. It would just be super easy for each and every one of us to just take worry from 2022 and carry it on over into a recession and inflation. And do we sell the house? Do we refinance and interest rates? And just before you know it, you're one news cycle from just worrying the entire year. I mean, what else is on our worry list? Health. Do I need to even say any more And the names and numbers of illnesses that we have to battle on a daily basis continue to increase from COVID-19 to influenza. I went to the doctor. They tested me for strep, flu, COVID. They said, you don't have that, Ryan. And I'm thinking, whatever they say next, like, man, give me something. They said, Ryan, we think you got that ragweed. I said, ragweed? What is ragweed? Who came up with the names of these diseases and illnesses? I can't tell nobody I got ragweed. Like, how am I going to look my wife in the face and say, "Babe, I got that ragweed. I need two days. Is this a space? Okay, I don't know if I'm supposed to quarantine on the ragweed. Like, you can't go in the streets telling people you got ragweed. You know what I'm saying? It just sounds weird. But nevertheless, we continuously get new things. To, well, be careful with the ragweed. I don't know if we go to church this weekend. You know, it's like. We all got something to, you know, worry about. What else is on our worry list? Politics. How often do we just sit back on social media or watching the news and we just can easily let worry just fill our hearts? If you're a parent, kids, that's its own sermon series. I mean that's its own worry like like section and library in and of itself. Like they have a whole list for per child. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking just the young kids. I I heard it gets worse as they get older. You know what I'm saying? Like like I know people that got kids in their 30s and they can't sleep cuz they're so worried about the decisions that their adult children that have their grandkids are making. I mean it just When's it going to stop? I mean if it, if you're in business, if you own one, got promoted at one, trying to keep a customer happy at one. I mean, just anything in our business can just cause us a lot of worry. I mean, when you're looking at this list, I mean, it's a lot. And some of you are going, Ryan, you missed a few things, bro. I, I, could keep, I, I need to text you, bro. There's, there's a lot you didn't put on there. At some point, you and I got to decide what we're going to do with our worries. Because any one of us can have a pretty long list. But Jesus is going, I'm looking at your list and I'm wondering if worry is the best strategy you got. I have an alternative. How about prayer? I mean, there's this verse. Now, again, you, you may not be like a super Christian. You may not be one of those people that memorizes Bible verses or whatever, but. I think you should memorize this verse. And, 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 and it's not hard. Okay, I am putting the cookies on the bottom shelf for you, okay? You're gonna memorize this Bible verse, and you're gonna impress your friends, okay, especially your super religious friends, okay. I want you to call them after service and go, guys, I memorized the Bible verse, I'm not this I'm kicking up the ear, I'm doing all right. First Thessalonians five seventeen says, pray continually. See? You already memorized it, it's easy, right? Pray continually. Like that's the whole verse. It's the second shortest verse next to Jesus' wept. Like now you got two verses you just memorized. It's awesome. Pray continually. Like let's just talk about it for a minute. Think about that. Pray continually. It sounds like a lot to me. Like when are we supposed to pray? Like continually. All the time. nonstop. stop It's like man. That's it's a lot of prayer. But. Nobody has to tell you to worry continually. You just do it. And for those of you that go, man, I just don't know how to pray. I got an idea for you. What if we took our worry list, that same list, crossed out the word worry, and just made it our prayer list? Like if you don't know how to pray, but you're you're a professional worrier, hey, just turn into a prayer person. Take all of the things that you worry about the most. From your kids, to your business, to your money, to your health. And make that the thing that you pray about the most. Like, I encourage you to do that in, in, in a small group. I encourage you to do that as a family. Next time you get together, okay, I just everybody go around, hey, what's, what's, what's the thing that's weighing on you this year? Hey, just 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 collect the worry list. Maybe just assign somebody to be the volunteer to take notes of everybody's worries and go, all right, guys, we've got our... We got our family prayer list. We got our, like maybe it's a group chat. Maybe it's a Bible study you're getting together. You're going, hey, why don't we all just go around and just share our worries. Let's just put some stuff on the table that we go, yeah, this is some nice pot of worry we got here. That we're just going to, you know, give. give to God continually. When you're talking to the God of the universe and you have no idea what to say, think about the things you worry about the most. And just in your heart, just begin to give it to him. Like even if you're not a Christian, I'm going, I think that would be so good for your soul. And so good for your year. The third question that I think is vitally important to take our 2023 to the next level. is found in Matthew 7 verse 3. It says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? You know, I've I've discovered that you and I have the same superpower. We are incredibly good at seeing what other people need to work on. Like, all of us are super, super good at it. Some of us are so good at it that, like, we have people in our life that don't have any New Year's resolutions. And you're like, I got some resolutions for you. Okay, I got some goals that can help you. Like, if these are some things I think you need to be working on this year because that's just how you and I roll a little bit. We know what our boss could work on. We know what our kids could work on. We know what our peers could work on. We know what our colleagues could work on. We know what our classmates could work on. We know what our pastors, they need to get together, man. They, need to, they just read a little bit more and studied a little bit more. The worship team, if they just sing these songs. Like, like we could just find a pretty long list of what everybody else needs to get together. To which Jesus would go, yeah, maybe they do need to get that stuff together. But what about you? and how are you going to help them get better if you got something in your eye that's actually blurring your vision in my book chapter 2 is the question that is highlighted in that chapter is is called what's it like to be on the other side of me it's the question i think all of us should be asking like have you ever thought about what it's like to be on the other side of you have you ever thought about what it's like to be on the other side of a date with you, do you know what it's like to be on the other side of being parented by you stuck in a group chat with you in a fantasy football league with you playing golf with you when you are losing and losing your attempt watching a Cowboys game with you? Have you ever considered what it's like to be led by you like what's it like to experience you and I know what some of you are thinking, Ryan, it's awesome. Oh, yeah, I would love to be married to me. It would be awesome. I'm, uh, here's, I'm just got to ask you, are you sure? Like, how do you know that to be the case? I mean, could it be that on the other side of you it's extremely fun, or could it be on the other side of you it's extremely exhausting? You know, the, the number one person that teaches me what it's like to be on the other side of me is, my eight-year-old son, who has uh, began to travel with me, and, and he just is, is constantly wanting more and more of my attention. And one of the things he's helped me see that it's like to be on the other side of me is that you're, you're constantly around a person who is consistently multitasking. And it's like incredibly difficult to get my undivided attention. And so with my son and with my wife and with clients and with family and with friends, I'm learning to put my phone away and really try and be in the room. Because it's it's probably not that fun being on the other side of me when I'm halfway in the room and halfway thinking about the next room I'm going to be in. I mean, it's... I get the privilege of of having a career where I get to help people. It's going to be pretty difficult to help them if I'm not seeing 2020 vision because I got specks of sawdust in my own eye. What about you? Once again, I think Jesus is genius. He's like, man, if you're going to be Superman or Superwoman or Wonder Woman and be this awesome person that's helping all of these people, how are you going to do that if you can't see? Each and every one of us in 2023, I think, has to take a hard look in the mirror and go, you know what? I know i got a long list of what everybody else needs to do, but what about me? Lord, is is there a speck of sawdust in my eye that's clouding my vision? And perhaps on the other side of me, it isn't as enjoyable as I think it is. I think what this does is it makes each and every one of us walk into every room and every Zoom with a little bit more consideration of what it's like to be on the other side of us. And er erring on the side of caution to go, you know what, just in case it's not as amazing as I think it is, why don't I move a little bit slower and try and make somebody else's experience actually enjoyable. The last Certainly not least question that I think is going to help us have an incredible twenty twenty-three is Matthew nine, twenty-eight. Jesus says, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Do you believe I am <clears throat> I am able to do this? Here's what I don't want to happen for you in this year. I don't want your faith to go on autopilot. I don't want you to be in a position where you just kind of go through the motions and you go to church and you, you sing the songs and you give and and, and maybe you, you serve. Not. I want your relationship with God to thrive. And ladies and gentlemen, the, the way that you have a thriving relationship with God isn't by doing more. It's faith. That's the key ingredient. It's, it's going, Lord. I, I not only have a worry list, I have an impossible list. Like stuff that wildest dreams. This is never going to happen. I'm never going to be friends with them again. My child isn't coming back. I can't be healed. we could come up with a whole list of things are going to, that is definitely not going to happen in 2023. I just want us to pause before we get into a very chaotic and busy 2023 and begin to ask us this question that Jesus asked. Do you believe that God is able to pull off the impossible in your life? Do you want to know who he asked this question to? Two blind men who approach him and say son of david have mercy on us and jesus goes do you believe that i am able to do this and i think it's a really great question because i think some of us can kind of check the church boxes and actually get to a point where we sing about needing god but if you're honest you're like i kind of live in north dallas things aren't too bad (laughs) If God does it, great. If He doesn't, we'll be okay. If we're honest, but I just I want to challenge you at the top of this year. I think you should pray for some things that you're afraid to tell your friends. You even prayed out loud. Why? Because I just I, I think God's able to do it. Why not? What do you got to lose? Staying the same. No, if, if I, I firmly believe that God wants to do some incredible things for you and your family. I firmly believe that God wants to do some incredible things in you and your family. And I believe that God wants to do some incredible things with you and your family. I just hope that when you see what God wants to do with your family that you don't go, yeah, right. No, I I hope that this is a year where your faith goes to another level. I was talking to a friend the other day. And they said something that just I hadn't thought about since I was maybe, I don't know, 13, 14 years old. They said to me, they said, Ryan, before I die, I want to walk on water. And I just thought, yeah, that's... My son talks like that as he's learning these stories. You know, then you kind of get old, and you're like, "We're not walking on water. You know, we're gonna drown. That's what we're gonna do." You know, you. But it's, it's there there's something about getting back to a childlike faith. There's something about getting back to a. Well, you know what? Who knows what could happen? Who who? Who knows what's possible? In my own personal reading time, I was reading about how Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law's fever. She had a fever. He, he healed her of a fever. We're kind of in one of those spaces. We have a fever. Tylenol. First first reaction. You don't even think about it. You may not even pray at all. And I, I And I just read that and I just... And just in my own personal time with the Lord, I'm just going, Lord, I just—it's not that I'm not going to take Tylenol if I have a headache or if I have a fever. I'm not—I'm not, I'm not going to give children Tylenol to my kid if, if, if they have a fever. It's just—I just don't want my gut reaction to be that. I want my gut reaction to be like, No, man, my my God heals, and He can do anything. And before I put my faith in medicine, I want God to know where my faith was first. I just think that this could be one of those years where you pray for things that are out of your league that you I know you're unqualified for that promotion i know you're there's no way we would get the house i just i just i just know. just just understand the seat that we sit in we hear testimonies all the time of unbelievable things, but the funny thing about unbelievable things is they happen because somebody believed them <laughs> so Do you believe that Jesus is able to do it? I do. In summary, question number one. And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Question number two. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Question number three. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Question number four. Do you believe that I am able to do this? I pray that these would be questions that shape your 2023. And I believe if you and I are staring at these questions all year long, I believe we're going to have a year that is truly next level. God, I thank you so much for Chase Oaks Church. I pray, God, that this would be a year where we just believe for the impossible. God, I pray that this would be a year where we see impossible things become possible. May this be a year where we are not controlled by worry or anxiety. God, I pray that what would mark our year... Is us giving all of the things that keep us up at night and handing those things over to you. God, I pray that this would be a year where our relationships thrive. And most importantly, Lord, would you help our faith thrive like never before? In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, Amen.